Now, last week we started a new series called Bold. And this is a video series that we are doing. And we typically, one, once a year, we do a video series. And this is our video series that we're doing from Life Church up in Oklahoma. And it's led by a, their lead pastor named Craig Rochelle. And this series on Bold is really helping us understand what does it mean for us as Christ followers to live with bold faith, not wacky, weird faith, but bold faith. I mean, what would it look like in your work or in your school or in your home if you had the faith of the early followers of Jesus after the Holy Spirit showed up? What would it look like for us to live such bold lives that people around see Jesus in everything that we do? So that's the series that we're in. And today's message is on bold prayers. So one of the things that you'll hear today, many Christ followers, we don't pray big enough prayers. We pray pretty small prayers or pretty self-centered prayers. And we're going to be challenged today to pray some bigger prayers that are others-centered prayers. So um, I'm going to actually pray for our Guatemala team. And then we're going to start this video message. So here's one thing I ask when we go through this message together. Uh, just act like Craig Rochelle standing right here and participate, whatever he asks us to do or however he engages us as an audience, just participate as if he were right here. So let's pray together. God, I thank you for this group of people who are headed to Guatemala next week. Well, they've been planning for seven months or more. And a lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of effort has gone into this trip so far. And Lord, I just pray that you would go before us as we go down there and uh, work with our partner church, Iglesia del Camino. I pray that we would be a strong support to them. Lord, this is their community and they are passionate about reaching their community for Christ. And we have an opportunity to come alongside them and help them reach a little farther in their community than they can possibly reach right now. So Lord, I pray for a great week of that happening. Lord, I pray for open hearts that whether they're families that we're working with, whether they're children that we're working with, that their hearts would be open to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray for safety on the trip. I pray for a great uh, time. I pray that you would open our eyes to what you're doing around us and open our eyes to what you're doing inside of us. Lord, I pray that our team would come home wrecked. They would come home never the same. And they'd come home bold for you. Now, Lord, today as we look at this message on bold prayers, I pray that you would challenge all of us no matter where we are, whether we don't pray at all or, or, or we pray on somewhat of a consistent basis, Lord, I pray that you would grow all of our prayer life and that we would be people who pray some bold prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and to perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. 
Well, we're in the middle of a four-week series called Bold. Today we're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 4. We're studying through Acts chapter 4 and chapter 5. I want to start with a story about my mom. If any of you have ever met my mom, you'll know she is 100% pure-blown spunky. She's got the spiritual gift of spunk. She was in the hospital years ago and uh, about to go into a surgery. I was a a brand new Christian and and was there uh, to see her. And she was uh, visibly nervous, as I would have been going into a surgery. And a few minutes before they rolled her in, uh, a uh, chaplain came and said, do you mind if I pray with you? And she said, oh, thank God, I'm so glad you're here. Please pray with me. And he said, well, what's your religious preference? And my mom said, well, Christian. And he said, well, what denomination? And she said, well, I really don't have a denomination. I'm just a Christian. And he said, well, to pray with you, I need to know what denomination. Did you grow up in a denomination? And she was a little bit confused. She said, well, yeah, I was in the Methodist church. And he said, okay. And so he looked at the table of contents in his little prayer book, and I guess he found the Methodist prayer. He flipped over to page such and such, and he started reading the prayer. Dear God, I pray for, and my mom went, wait, 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 wait. And then she screamed out, would somebody please get this guy out of here and get me someone who knows how to pray their own prayers? I thought it was funny, but maybe you didn't. It's my mom, and, and so what I want to do is talk to you today about praying very bold prayers. Everybody say bold. bold. All of our churches say bold. bold. Last week we learned that boldness is behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. The key thought for today on bold prayers, if you're taking notes, is this. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for, or we could say what you don't pray for, what you pray for it reflects what you believe about God. Uh, let me try to drive this home. For example, if you don't pray at all, that reflects you don't believe in God or don't believe He answers prayers, what you pray for or don't pray for, it reflects what you believe in God. If you pray very small prayers all the time, just little small prayers, it probably reflects that you don't really believe that God is a God who answers big prayers. If almost all of your prayers are for yourself, bless me, help me, comfort me, be with me, then that reflects the belief that you actually believe God is there to serve you. And people who have that belief, if God doesn't do what they wanted God to do, they get offended and say, well, God must not be real because what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. In fact, our language says a lot about what we believe about God as well. Our language about prayer, for example, uh, I've seen this a bazillion times. Maybe someone's in a really tough situation. Uh, they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I navigate these difficult waters or uh, this challenge in my life? And when they've done everything that they know to do, they often will say something like this. Well, now all we can do is pray. If prayer for you as a last resort that reflects what you believe about God. I can just see God in heaven going, well, 
you're down to prayer now? You mean it's up to me? Well, you're screwed. You know, it's, uh, what can I do? I'm just the God of the, what you say, what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. So here's what I want you to do. At all of our different churches, let's just take a moment, and I want you to think about what you prayed for last week. I've given you a little place in your notes, and I'd love for you to just go ahead and jot it down as I'm talking. What did you pray for last week? Uh, Some of you, you might say, well, I don't think I really prayed. That says a lot about what you believe about God. Let's just call it what it is. Some of you might say, I can't really remember what I prayed for. Well, that says a lot as well. Some of you will say, oh yeah, I prayed for this, I prayed for that, I prayed for this, I prayed for that. What I want you to do is go ahead and think about it for a moment and just jot down two or three or four things that you prayed for last week. Now, as you're doing that, I wanna ask you this question. If God answered yes to all your prayers last week, you prayed, stamp yes, stamp yes, poof, yes, yes, God just miraculously said yes to everything you prayed. What would be different in the world today? Think about that. If God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? Chances are pretty good if you pray like most people in my culture, the only things that would be different would be kind of things that are close to you. For example, if you're a single lady and you're wanting to get married, God would have given you a handsome, on-fire Christian that prays for you. God would have given you the boyfriend. Or if you're married and your husband's not a spiritual leader and you're praying for him to be a spiritual leader, oh man, he's a spiritual leader. Or your wife's more responsive, or you would have gotten the raise, or you would have qualified for the house you wanted, or or, or your grandma would have been healed of cancer, or your friend's marriage that's struggling, their marriage would have been better. Chances are, if you pray, like most people in our culture, the only things in the world that would be different would be those things very close to your little circle. For years, that's how I prayed. I really learned from Amy, my wife, to pray really big prayers because I'm telling you, if God answered every one of the prayers she prayed last week, churches would be overflowing today with salvations out the wazoo because she prays for churches around the world every single day. She prays for revival to break out of churches. She prays for orphans to be adopted uh, by the thousands. She prays uh, for those trapped in in, uh, human trafficking to be set free. She prays really, really big prayers. And I've learned a lot from that. Think about in your own life, if God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? I would say if you really want to make a big difference in this life, you're going to need to learn to pray some very bold prayers. Let's look at the book of Acts. Let me give you some context uh, in case you missed last week. Uh, We're looking at Peter and John uh, and their encounters with Christ in living a bold life in the New Testament. If you remember last week, uh, Peter preached boldly and called a group of people a corrupt generation, told them to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and miraculously 3,000 
people were born into the family of God and then they traveled along and, and came across a guy uh, at the, a gate called Beautiful outside the temple who had been lame for 40 years. In other words, he couldn't walk for over 40 years. And they boldly said, uh, pick up your mat, walk. And all of a sudden, miraculously, this guy walked. Well, the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, were very disturbed by this because uh, these guys were preaching the resurrection of the dead, that Jesus was raised. The Sanhedrin uh, didn't believe in uh, the resurrection. They brought and arrested Peter and John, put them on trial, circled them as the Sanhedrin would do, and said, by what name, by what authority are you doing these things? And they said, let us state clearly, we're doing this in the name of Jesus Christ, the man that you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. In other words, they were full on, full blown, bold. Well, the religious leaders would have loved to have kept them imprisoned or perhaps even killed them for what they were doing. But because the crippled guy was now healed, they couldn't do it because everybody would have revolted seeing this miracle. And so against their own wishes, they had to release Peter and John. And that's where we pick up the story in Acts chapter four, verse 23. Here's what scripture says. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. They went to the, the Christians and they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. They would have said, they threatened us. They said, don't ever speak in this name again. And so they're telling them, here's what happened. When they heard this, here's what the Christians did. They did what? All of our churches say this aloud. The Bible says they raised their voices, what? They raised their voices together in prayer to God. Wow, I love that phrase. They raised their voices together in prayer to God. There is something incredibly powerful when believers come together and lift up things in prayer to God. In fact, the very next series that we're gonna do is called To, T-W-O, Gather. And we're gonna look at the power of gathering together with other believers to do life in a spiritual and significant way. There's something incredibly powerful about praying together. In fact, um, some of you, you may be wired a little bit more like me. I'm never the guy, honestly, who lines up to be the first one at the seven hour prayer meeting. I just don't. I, I don't like to get in there and hold hands and sling snot and pray on and on and on and on and on because the, the, there's just things that make me uncomfortable. The whole hand-holding thing, for one thing, you got people on both sides and you never know. You're like over with one guy and under with other and, you're, and then you're trying to figure out intertwined or cups, you, think, you know, when you're holding hands, and that's awkward. And then inevitably you've got unequally yoked hand partners. You've got the dead fish guy that's just like, like, wake up, you know, give me something. And then, then you've got the, the, the hard gripper that when the louder they pray, the more he's, and you're like, let not, and so anyway, I don't know how I got off on that, but. The only rule you need to know, if you're a new Christian, you get in a prayer meeting, just hold hands, just, but at the end of the prayer, when they say, in Jesus' name, amen, you just give a little squeeze. That's just, that just signs off on there, and then you let go. Don't you dare keep holding hands after it. That's like weird, just in a bad way. Just let, in Jesus' name, amen, and you're out, okay? And you move, so, anyway, <laughs> just, that might be helpful one day. The, there is, the, even though that may not be your natural nature, there's something incredible 
when, when I pray with someone, I may not have a lot of faith for something, but I hear someone else praying. And it's almost like I get to climb up on top of their faith, and then I pray, and it builds my faith, and there's like this cumulative, exponential faith. And, and, and when you read Scripture, there's power when believers come in agreement before God. In fact, uh, I'll tell you a story. For the last seven years, uh, my family has gone to um, their family camps where all of us go to a camp together. Well, this year, uh, last two years, we went to Canuck Family Camp, and we went with about 14 of the families that we do life with. I mean, this is just, we just do life with these families. We help raise each other's kids. Uh, and there's one of these kids that's one of the finest young men uh, that I've ever known. The guy is 15 years old, his name is Court, and he's battling a, a brain tumor. One of the guys in, uh, in our group, Robert Mitchell, he's a, he's a firefighter, he uh, said he had a vision to pray for court. And so he gathered all of us and said, I want all the men to lay hands on court. And what this does is it symbolizes the strength of God. Then I want the women and children to gather around in a circle, and that represents the love of God. And this is what we did. I will never forget, as long as I live, the, the beauty and the power of the presence of God. When we joined our voices together in prayer, you could just sense God was there. And that's what these believers were doing. Under extraordinary persecution, they came and this is the prayer they prayed to God. Verse 24, the middle of the verse. They said, Sovereign Lord. Everybody say, Sovereign. Sovereign means basically, God, you're the man. You're in charge, ultimately, overall, you have the final word and say always. And watch how God-focused this prayer is. Sovereign Lord, you make the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit. Verse 27, indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. And, and they're, they're starting their whole prayer with this massive God consciousness. They're telling you, you're the supreme creator. You ordained all this. You're in charge. You're the sovereign Lord. Now, I can guarantee you God didn't need to hear that. God's like, like oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. I forgot I am in charge. Very likely what they were doing, it was kind of posturing themselves in the right position of worship to a holy God. It's almost like they're reminding themselves, God, you are supreme over all. And then as they did that, they prayed two of the boldest prayers. And it is my prayer that we as a church would pray and live these bold prayers. Because if we're going to make a difference in this world, we cannot be half-hearted, lukewarm, cultural Christians, but fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who would live boldly for the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage you to pray these two bold prayers. The first one, if you're taking notes, we're going to pray for boldness. That's, we're going to ask God to make us bold. Verse 29, they said this. Now, Lord, consider their threats. What were their threats? We don't know for sure. We can only assume it was beating them, putting them in prison, or killing them. And that's likely what their threats were. Lord, consider their threats. And then here's what they prayed. And enable your servants to do what? To speak your word with great 
boldness. What did they do? They prayed for even more boldness. Now, if I'm looking on objectively, I'm thinking to myself, isn't boldness what got you arrested the first time? In other words, aren't you already bold? And yet, they're praying for even more boldness. If I uh, were consulting them in today's culture and environment, I'd probably say, you need to lay off that whole Jesus thing. Let's lay low for a while. We don't want to get you arrested. Let's keep you safe because without you, we can't really do the work. And besides, it's almost football season and you've got season tickets. And if you're in prison, you can't go and cheer on your football team. Sorry, I know that offends some of you, but, but it's, it, and they're praying for even more boldness. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Have you ever just prayed, God, make me bold? Uh, most of the people I asked this week, have you ever prayed for boldness? They're like, oh, no, no. Well, why not? Well, because I haven't thought of it. Or because it's kind of scary. Oh, I like my comfortable life. Uh, the bottom line, I think, is because boldness is an other-centered prayer. Boldness typically doesn't help me. Boldness is for the benefit of someone else to help them know the love of God through Jesus Christ. And let's be honest, most of our prayers we pray are very self-centered. Help me make an A on this test. Help me give a good presentation. Help me to get the raise. Help grandma to be healed. Help me to get the new car. And in Jesus' name, I pray that this pimple would go away by the dance on Saturday. Amen. You know, they're, they're, they're mostly self-centered prayers. But when you pray for boldness, which is what I've been doing, I've been studying these texts for uh, about four, maybe five weeks getting ready for this. I've prayed every day, make me bold, make me bold. And God has. Uh, in fact, a Amy and I, we used to go on exciting dates, but with six kids and all our responsibilities, our date nights now are at the grocery store. Sorry to disappoint you, but it is romantic. We, we have, sometimes make out in the frozen food aisle and stuff. <laughs> we, we go to the grocery store and uh, uh, we went to uh, Walmart uh, this Friday, and uh, my big discovery was that they have triple, double stuffed Oreo cookies. Glory to God. I, I didn't even know that was possible. Triple, double stuff. I didn't know that was possible. The good news is all things are possible with God. Can somebody say amen? Uh, anyway, so anyway, I discovered that, and I snuck them in the bottom of the basket where Amy didn't see, and I've hidden them in the house and do not tell. Anyway, so we're at uh, Walmart, and this guy came up to me and said, uh, oh man, I'm from the South Tulsa campus, I'm so glad to see you, and we're talking for a while, and then he got real honest, and he said, ma'am, he said, I am struggling with an addiction to pornography, and I hate it, but I can't stop. Would, would you mind praying for me? And I said, sure, I'll pray for you. That usually means we pray later. And I just said, you wanna pray now? And he went, in Walmart? <laughs> I said, I'll pray if you want me to. And all of a sudden he smiled and he said, let's pray. And so I just kind of put my hands on his shoulder because I'm not holding hands with another man in Walmart. <laughs> and and I, I just started praying. Now I wasn't praying loud and I wasn't being, you know, like, you know, bind up that demon of pornography in this lust field, man. And I just, prayed, you know, bold prayer. And, and then I, to be honest, I actually peaked, which is legal, because Scripture says, watch and pray. And so I'm, 
I'm in Walmart, you never know. And so I'm, and this other couple's like walks up and stands right by us. I'm like, that's odd. And so I kind of wrapped up the prayer and get, it said, you know, go be free. And the, the next, the couple walks up and I'm like, Pastor Craig, you're praying, our marriage is struggling. Would you pray for us? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> and so we start praying and then, and God is my witness, there's another lady who walks up. I'm like, come on up. And I said, <laughs> I said, what, what campus do you go to? And she went, what's a campus? I said, aren't you from Life Church? She goes, what's Life Church? I just saw you praying and wondered if you pray for me. I said, absolutely. Let's, let's just pray. And I'm, I'm telling you, you pray for boldness, you better be careful. You may be praying by the cat food in Walmart. I just, I dare you, I double dog dare you, I triple double Stuffed Oreo cookie dare you. You just, you pray. Pray an other-centered prayer. Use me today. Use me for your glory. Make me bold. Stir me up. Give me eyes to see needs of those that I work with. Give me a heart sensitive to those who are hurting. Uh, give me a prompting of the Spirit to minister to those that are around me. You pray and you watch as God will do something in you and stir you on to boldness for his glory, glory. Pray for boldness. The second thing that we see in their prayers is they teach us to pray for miracles. They, they pray for boldness. Lord, uh, consider the threats. Enable your servants to speak the word of God boldly. And then they pray for miracles. Verse 30, they say to God, stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through, your, uh, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They're gonna pray big prayers. Heal sick people, raise the dead, help us cast out demons, do miraculous signs. They're praying big, bold prayers. You wanna make a big and bold difference in this world? You pray big, bold prayers because what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. You pray small prayers, you're believing in a small God. Most of us, we pray small prayers. The prayers I listen to often with people I'm praying with. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day. Wonder if God's saying, you said that for the last 43 years. I understand. God, be with us. Be with us. God's like, okay, I promised you I would, so I will. I'll never leave you. I'll never, you can ask for it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Give us traveling mercies today. Sometimes I think God would probably say, put on your seatbelt, drive the speed limit. Chances are pretty good you'll make it safe. <laughs> Ask me something hard. Give me something, give, give me something that's so big that when it happens, everybody's gonna know I did it, says God. Pray bold prayers. Pray for something big. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. My pastor, Pastor Nick Harris, was teaching us in a staff Bible study years ago about praying for big things. I went that week after hearing him full of faith. Uh, I went and taught at a, a youth camp. I was in my early 20s or so. And I just taught away and there was this guy uh, that was um, obviously not uh, believing what I was saying about God. He had his hands in, he was up mad and just kind of angry vein coming out, you know, the whole deal. And afterwards, the kid came up to me and he said, uh, I don't get it, I don't believe it, I'm not buying it, and I'm out of here. And he was kind of harsh, and I, and I said, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, let's talk. I understand you don't get it, but let's just talk. And what, you're obviously hurting what's going on. And he started to open up and he had a lot of 
issues with his dad and all sorts of hurts. And, and I felt like God wanted me to do something, to pray for him. And I said, do, do you mind if I pray for him? And he said, you can pray, but it's not gonna do any good. Lots of people pray for him, it's not gonna do any good. I said, that's fine, do you mind if I pray for you? So I'm doing a double prayer. I'm about to pray for him, and then I'm praying, God, what do I pray? All that's, you can do that when you're the pastor, a double prayer. And, and so I felt like God wanted me to do something that I've never done before, and I've never done this since. It's the only time my whole life I've ever done this. I just, I looked at this kid and I prayed, God, I ask you right now in the name of your son, Jesus, to reveal yourself to him now. Okay. For the record, there's very little wiggle room when you pray a prayer like that, <laughs> right? There's, just, there's, there's like no wiggle room. And I just prayed and I believed that God wanted to reveal himself to that kid. I didn't know how, didn't know what, and I just prayed, reveal yourself to him now. And when I prayed that, the kid opened up his eyes, God is my witness. And he, he just started shaking and he said, oh my gosh, I think God is on me. I think God is on, God is my witness. And so he's doing that and he's got, he starts shaking. So I take a big step back because I don't know what's about to go down. And this kid who 20 seconds before didn't believe in God, starts saying God is on me, and he just kind of crumbled and fell to the ground and just started crying and just cry, crying out. And I knelt down and I put my arm around him and we did fling snot. There was crying and there was praying and when he stood up, he was a different man. And he was different because someone believed that God could do what God said. Pray bold prayers, pray bold prayers, pray bold prayers, pray bold prayers. You, you say, well, what if it doesn't happen? Why do so many people not pray bold prayers? Well, because what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. If some people think, well, uh, I don't wanna be disappointed. I tried before, it didn't work. I don't wanna make God look bad. So we give God these escape clauses. If it be thy will in Jesus' name. And you know, give God, I'll tell you, here's where I am. And I want you to hear this with all my heart. I have no fear anytime, anywhere, asking God for anything because I have seen him do things that are totally unexplainable in every human terms. Now, does that mean God always does it? No, 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 the, no, not at all. My, my friend, Pastor Stephen uh, Furtick, when he taught our church on his book, Sun Stand Still, Joshua prayed and the sun stood still. Well, sometimes you pray for the sun to stand still and the sun sets. Listen, here's where my faith is. My faith is big enough in God that I can ask him for something and my faith can handle God saying no. My faith can handle God saying no because he is the sovereign God. He's in charge. He's in charge. Uh, there's a couple in our church named uh, Kevin and Amanda, amazing couple. Uh, Kevin at the age of 29, had a ruptured brain aneurysm. You usually die from that, right? Uh, he lived. No one in um, our community would operate on him. There were only two doctors in our country that would. One was in San Francisco. So he went out for um, brain surgery. They operated on him. And then he spent the next month in an ICU. It took him one year to learn to talk, to learn to walk, and to learn to eat on his own. Uh, he went on to have a very normal, healthy life, thank God. Uh, but several years later, they found another aneurysm. 
And you can only imagine what that did for them. The good news is they had bold faith, and I want them to tell you the rest of the story. It rocked my world. I didn't think I'd be able to walk my daughter down the aisle or see her turn one or it rocked my world. I would say our prayers became very bold in the sense that we weren't just praying for Kevin to survive and that God would get him through this. And um, we specifically prayed for healing. And I meet with a girls Bible study group and I explained how, you know, Kevin had read the Sunstand Steel book and that we were really believing in a miracle. And so I asked them, you know, pray with us for a miracle. Pray with us for complete healing. That when we go, they won't find it. That it'll be gone. The uh, anesthesiologist goes, you're going to feel something tingly here. And I'm like, it's all right. I'm in surgeries every day. You're putting me out. You know, I understand. And I said, real quick, doctor. And this is crazy, but I did it. And I said, I don't know what you believe about God. And really, right now, I don't care. You know, I'm not here to give you a sermon or anything, but I want you to know that I believe when you go in that my God has healed me and you will find nothing. And I was out. Two doctors come through the door and look at me and they say, yeah, is this your family? And I said, no, this isn't my family. They said, oh, we can go somewhere private to talk. And I said, no, it's okay. It's all right. And so they came in and for all of these other people to hear, they looked at me and said, it's gone. And they said, in 24 years, we've never seen anything like this. It's completely gone. And I'm just in shock, but at the same time, just wanting to jump through the roof because I'm like, he did it. My God did it. He did it. He showed up and he showed off for all the world to see. And I, I was still kind of in shock and I put my hand on his shoulder and he said, if you believe in God, then I would call this a miracle. So what we're going to do today at all of our live churches at the end of the service and at our 200 or so network churches is we're, we're going to give you the chance to pray for miracles. We're going to ask God boldly. And when God answers our prayers, we're going to tell everybody, God showed up and God showed off. And he's going to get all the glory. And if God doesn't answer it the way uh, we think he should, God is still God. And that doesn't shake our faith because we believe he is the sovereign creator of the universe, and we're gonna pray bold prayers because what we pray for reflects what we believe about our good God. Father, we ask that in your presence you would stir us to real, deep, and growing faith in you. All of our churches today, as you're praying, those of you that would be um, honest and say, you know, I, I, I kinda pray smaller prayers or more self-centered prayers, and I really wanna pray some bold prayers. I want to believe God for big things. I, I want what I pray for to reflect about what I believe about God, and, and I want to believe that God is all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing, that all things are possible with my God. I want to pray bold prayers and make a bold difference. If that's you today, all of our churches, would you just lift up your hands right now just in an act of faith before God? Man, thank you for, for hands everywhere, God. I pray that you, that you would stir up this church, God. That we wouldn't be Christian in name, but we would be full on with faith that all things are possible with you. God, that we would pray for boldness and you would make us 
bold for, for the glory of your son, Jesus. And God, we pray for miracles. And I, I just pray today that as thousands of people from churches around the world would gather at the end of this service, God, that you would hear the cries of your people and there would be uh, so many examples, God, of you doing a miracle, just like uh, in Kevin's life, God, that we would see you and it would be undeniable that God, you showed up and you showed off and you will get all the glory as you answer our bold prayers. As you keep praying today at all of our churches, some of you, uh, you're gonna pray the boldest prayer you've prayed to date and it's gonna be in response to the boldest act of love in the history of the world. The boldest act of love is our good God did something for us that we didn't deserve and couldn't do for ourselves, that he sent his son Jesus, who was without sin, to die on a cross and be raised from the dead so that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. Our problem is that our sin separates us from a holy God. But as you cry out on the name of Jesus, scripture says he will hear your prayer, he will forgive your sins, he will make you brand new, and that's why some of you are here today. But I'm not gonna let you just pray a self-centered prayer, Jesus, save me, keep me out of hell. I'm gonna push you to pray even more, a God-centered prayer that you would say, don't just be my savior, but be the Lord of my life in every way. I won't be just a cultural Christian who believes in you, but I wanna be a fully devoted, fully surrendered follower of your son, Jesus Christ. At all of our churches, there are those of you, you know this is your moment to surrender wholly and completely to God. Save me, I am a sinner, I need changing. Heal me, make me new. Don't just save me, but be first in every way. I wholly and completely surrender my life to you, I give it all to you for your glory. All of our churches, those of you who would say, that's me, take my life, I give it to you. Jesus, make me new, I give it to you. Would you lift your hands high right now? Lift them up high, leave them up if you will. Church online, click below me. All three of you all right here, ma'am right here, sir right here, praise God for you, others of you. Right back over here, praise God ma'am right there. Others, lift your hands high, let me just look at you, I wanna see you right over here, sir, and right back over here, praise God for you, others. Jesus, take every bit of my life transform me, I give it completely to you. Be the savior and the Lord of my life. Churches, all of you pray aloud together if you will. Just pray, Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. Make me new. My life is not my own. I give it to you as you gave Jesus to me. Fill me with your spirit so I could serve you always. Make me bold. I give my life to you. Thank you for giving new life to me. All of our churches, would you take a moment? Would you get loud? Would you get bold? Would you worship God? Would you welcome those today born into God's family? Well, great challenge there for all of us. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time in your life today, I encourage you to tell someone about it. And just be bold enough to say, hey, I opened up the doors of my heart to Jesus today and allow them to celebrate with you. Then I also encourage you to go to our website and look at some of the resources under our resources tab. There's some great resources there to help you grow in that new relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And, and to follow that up, again, we have a baptism this afternoon. It'll be a great day for you to be baptized. You can stop by our Connection Center and talk to someone about that. Now, as Craig mentioned, we're going to have a prayer element 
uh, before we leave today. And, you know, it's, it's uh, when I think about our church family, I think about our community, I think about the burdens that people carry. Each one of us carries some significant burdens. And you might be carrying uh, the burden of health issues. And maybe there's a health issue in your life, a healing that you've been praying for for a while, have not had, uh, been asking God to free you of this, this burden that's been in your world. And you need a bold prayer. You know, maybe you're here today and you've got some relational junk going on in your life. Maybe there's some garbage going on between a family member or uh, someone, that, a friend or a coworker, or just something's going on and it's heavy. You're carrying this. It's just so heavy for you and you need a bold prayer. And maybe there's some financial things going on in your world or some job-related things going on that, that you'd say, listen, I just need some freedom here. I need some prayer. I need something to change in, in the my finances, in my work situation. Maybe you're here and you've got some sin issues going on. You know, maybe there's, like in that video, there's just this sin thing that's just got a hold of you and you feel like, I just I can't get free of it. And yet you know you need freedom and you need a bold prayer. Maybe you've got some grief issues that you're working through and trying to forgive and, and move on and you just feel like it's drug you down. There are a lot of other things that, that could be on your heart, other things that you could need some really bold prayers for. But what we're going to do is we're just going to pray some bold prayers together as a church family at the end. And so if you are in any of those categories that I talked about or beyond that, any other category that you would say, I need a bold prayer. I need God to do something in my life today. I'm going to ask you to do something kind of bold. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you'd say, listen, I need prayer. Just stand your feet. Great. Stay standing, please. Now, here's what else I ask. I'd like the rest of us, okay, lock your eyes on the people that are standing, okay? And I would like you in a moment to move around them. So get around them, move from your seat, move to another spot, just find somebody that's standing, needs some prayer. And I ask that you lay your hand on them the Bible is something very significant about laying hands on people and praying for them. Now, as you lay hands on people, please lay your hand gently. You might be leaning on someone that has a, a severe health issue, and you might bring more pain in that moment, and they might just punch you. So don't do that. All right, so just lightly lay your hand on them. And here's what I'd like. I really would rather that no one's kind of standing by themselves. Let's just all kind of reach out and touch someone in some way. So give you a moment. Go ahead and move, church. Get around those that need some prayer. Okay. Now, regardless of how God answers... Reminder to all of us, our faith is tied to the healer, not the healing. Our faith is tied to our Savior, not how he answers our prayers, whether they meet up to our expectations or not. So let's together, as a church family, pray some bold prayers for these folks that have asked for it. So let's pray together.
God Almighty, we come to you today in this moment and lift up our brothers and sisters who have been bold enough to ask for prayer, bold enough to stand in a service and say, listen, I need help. I need God to do something in my life today. God, there's all kinds of situations represented here in this room. There are health issues, financial issues, relational issues, forgiveness issues, money issues. There's just all kinds of stuff represented here. And God, what's so great about a relationship with you is you know exactly what's going on in every person's life today. You know the exact issue that they need to deal with. And you know how to answer that issue. And God, you are a great, generous, heavenly father. And so you tell us as your kids to ask. And you love to give blessings and gifts to us. So today, God, we ask that you would do a bold thing today, right now in this moment, that you would heal those that need a healing. God, that you would heal them that they would walk out of here different than when they came in. Lord, those with relational junk in their world, I pray that you would heal that relationship and that relationship would be healed from this moment on. Lord, I pray for those that, that are kind of hiding in the shadows and battling this sin issue and yet they wanna be free of it. I pray that today, right now, this moment is it. This is the moment that they bring it into the light of your truth and its power over them is broken and they are free from this. Lord, again, you know exactly what needs to happen in everyone's life right now and we ask that you would do what only you can do so that God, it's not a matter of us getting credit, it's a matter of you getting credit, that we look to you for every answer and we keep our eyes focused on you and no matter what you are gonna do on our journey. So Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to come together as a church family and pray bold prayers. I pray, God, that you would make us bold believers in you and to see you for who you really are. Expand our eyes, open our eyes to you and your power that you want to use in us and through us so that the world comes to know you. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray this. Amen. All right, here's what I ask. Everybody stay standing. And if you want to stay in your huddle, that's great. Um, our worship team is going to guide us out in a final song. And here's what I ask as you pray this. I ask that you pray this to God as a prayer. That you're just, this is you and him. No, like Nobody else is here. This is you and the creator of the universe, and you talking to him, thanking him, acknowledging him for who he really is. Let's sing together.